This week's episode of the award-winning, award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Jaguars. <laughs> the caption was, you just bit that girl and didn't give a fuck, and then they had the little girl with the wig. I, I sure did. did. And don't give a fuck. And, and don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just got, so you just bit that lady like that? I sure did. <laughs> and don't. And don't give a fuck. Harambe should have been a lesson to white people out there that know y'all cannot take selfies with these wild motherfucking animals that do not want to take photographs with you. But he was not. Yeah, like when y'all do that, those be on Instagram, those be people who've taken the trips to Thailand and the Philippines. And so they spent all those money for those excursions. Those animals are usually sedated a little bit or they selected the ones that are less likely to be aggressive. So, you know, like you have to actually go to Thailand. You can't just go to the Memphis Zoo, ma'am. And like, oh, I'm going to jump the barrier. No, (laughs) the Memphis Zoo, ma'am, you want to jump the barrier? No, the St. Louis Zoo, the D.C. Zoo. No, you can't do that. She saw a Black Panther and was like, "I saw that movie. I'm taking a picture with him." No, that's not. It's not gonna end. It's not gonna end well. The white privilege jumped over that barrier. Well, speaking of white privilege, um, y'all let George Zimmerman still walk around here talking about he was standing his ground and lying. So, I guess we got to keep the the jaguar alive. You about to get two birds and three stones? What is the saying? You doing too much? No, no, no. Because the, the the jaguar was standing his ground. He was yeah. in his goddamn yeah. In my pen, y'all told me I could, I gotta live over here. I can't live in Africa. You put me in this goddamn pen. You let these white people come by taking pictures of me, throwing shit at me, and um, now this girl done jumped in my pen. I'm standing my ground. Mm. And the zoo released a statement said because they were um, receiving conversation about are they gonna put the jaguar down because it was um, appeared to be aggressive. No. Girl, you you walk in somebody's house without knocking first. Girl, whatever you get is, is what's coming to you. And she got it. And I laughed the whole time when the, the reporters were next to her. and She was trying to cover up her injuries. I was like, ah, that bitch. And then she went back to the zoo the next day to apologize. Ma'am, m- move. Go away. She tried to get one ounce of sympathy. And, girl, you have to go back to the store. Cause we get off my motherfucking porch. <laughs> The Jaguar told her to get off of his motherfucking porch. And you know what that bitch did? She got off her, his motherfucking porch. Well, once she had went down to the ER. <laughs> bitch. Don't be coming in my house without knocking first. You're not welcome here, ma'am. <sighs> this is Here For It Podcast. Your weekly colorful commentary on LGBT health and wellness with prep advocate and sex specialist at The Superman. Me. And cultural blogger at Ronald Matters. I am The Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. The Adobo Daddy. The who? Adobo Girl. Oh, I like that. I know. (laughs) B.K.A. R. Kelly's Beijing. Overtime, you hear me? I've been working. I got two jail working. photos to do. I got to do a damn Gail King interview. I've been working. <laughs> the Beijing, but to put it hours. This Beijing is Jamaican Beijing. It's got seven jobs to do uh-huh. and two hours of nap time. Hey Amen. What's our icebreaker this week? Our icebreaker this week is. But shout out to the two jail photos and what an R and B legend. I'm still okay. Legend questionable. Cool. Um, our icebreaker this week is Beyonce offers you a three-song mini concert for your birthday. Which three songs are you going to choose? 
first and foremost, I want the Revel um, end of time intro. Oh, she got to dance too. <laughs> oh, you said a three song concert? Yeah, girl. Like, by me, it's like she got to dance. If Beyonce don't come, I know she's saying like I'm a mic and a light kind of girl. Beyonce, you know you live for the pump and circumstance. <laughs> so I want the intro to um, Revel with the end of time with the with the stomping. Dun, 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 I love all that. Yes, and then I want it to end with "Who Run the World, Girls." So I can feel my butch queen realness. Okay. <laughs> and in the middle. Okay. Um, is it too much to want Kelly and Michelle to do bootylicious in the middle? Can she surprise you, me you with don't Kelly have the and budget. Michelle? No, you don't have the budget. You spent the whole budget I on your like birthday. Booty. I know, because she got to do the um, all the fireworks during girls, because it's a very pyro-heavy performance. Um, school and Life. I love School and Life. So there's two songs from four. And then once was girl girls run the world was on four. I keep trying to tell y'all about four. But Look, don't four listen. four is a solid <laughs> threat out here. Y'all better give the queen her things. Oh wow, okay. four four was a solid threat. Right, I'm just taking this in as I just said it out loud. Hashtag taking it in. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, um, my trifecta of songs for my birthday because cancer season is coming up, and I'm not technically a cancer, but I rescheduled my birthday to cancer season, so she can still do this for me coming up soon. Yeah, have a birthday fish. Yeah. Um, first, I want her to open up with um, the "Getting to the Money" intro Ooh. remix from Coachella. Like that's just gone. Everything is gonna be pumping and jumping in. I'm gonna be ready. Yeah, Diva going into that. That was slay. I want that. I want her to open up with the getting to the money thing mm-hmm. from Coachella. That's gonna slay. Then I want her to give me partition because partition just it's my birthday. I get partition. Does that go immediately after I begin to It the does. Money? I think on, she's gonna have to change outfits. Cool. It does on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, right. But then I wanna I want her to end with like this Halo. vocal pop. She wants to end with Halo. Oh, I can. Oh, come on, B. <laughs> That's her birthday. She ends oh. with Halo. <laughs> but my birthday, I want her to do um, I'm Here. I want her to do, like, the performance from the UN. Yeah. Like, just a vocal powerhouse. I want everybody that comes to my birthday party, look, this is why I chose this bitch. This is why she's God. And that's it. Yeah, God is a woman. Lasting impression. So that is our icebreaker this week. I like that. That was a good icebreaker. I'm not gay or nothing, but, you know. I really enjoyed that. Okay. At least um, not with your sexual orientation test. So you know when the, the dudes be coming over. Oh, on, on Patreon we talked about um, sexual fantasies and does that reflect our real life. So, you know, like I would never like um, service straight trade. But when I watch those videos, I'm like, wow, he came back and got serviced again on camera. I'd be concerned about the trades who do that. I'm like... I know you could do it one time to just get your light bill money, but if you do it twice, like, sir, do you need to move out and just reevaluate your budget? Well, some of them, that's a part of the fantasy, literally. <laughs> um, for them, is like not being caught, but the possibility of being caught. Like, okay, yeah, he doing the video, but my face not going to be in it. My tat's not going to be in it. He's just going to be sucking my dick. But I feel a little dangerous. It's a little okay. spicy still. Um, so I think that's what draws them outside of money um, is – is the attraction to sexual contact with men um, and also the danger of being caught. Like, everyone, straight, gay, 
in between all the above, the whole. I spectrum. just want my dick sucked. That's what they really be feeling, but they like, but bitch is gonna be acting up if I let a dude do it. So I'm supposed to say I don't like it, and they were like, "Sir, I, I will suck your dick, sir, and not tell nobody." Oh my gosh, that is gay. That's gay on me. Well, so, you can change your. You can put that as like your pin tweet. That way, they know. <laughs> You can also make sure on Patreon we talked about um, taking Wellbutrin, Celexa, yes. Zoloft. We talked about antidepressant medication, some of the pros and cons of each we attempted to. Um, so definitely check out our Patreon content, patreon.com forward slash here for a pod. If you are not over there on Patreon, you are missing the boat. For at least a dollar a month, you could be getting this extra content. It is invaluable, and you never know when my nudes are going to drop. Because the Patreon content was so fierce, we still ain't got the hot topics. But let's keep the rest of it a secret. Go sign yes. up. So, hot topics. Um, before we get to hot topics, oh. the Power 30 Public Service Awards will be held Saturday, March 23rd, right here in D.C. So, if you would like to come out and see us face-to-face, um, come have a drink with us, and see us being awarded again... <laughs> You can on March 23rd at 10 p.m. There will be a link in the description of the episode. Get your tickets in the description and come have libations with this power top and that power bottom. That power bottom. I have a name. (laughs) Power bottom. The word of the day. (laughs) Wow. The word of the day this week is W-E-R-D. The word of the day this week is master weight. You know what master weight is? There's a masturbate where you wear a, a, a mask while you check off on cam. But uh, this, my, my mind is so porn heavy today. <laughs> what is going oh, on? Oh, just you wait. There's a reason that that is our word of the day. Okay. Master weight, M-A-S-T-U-R-Y-A-I-T, is when you're ready to masturbate but have to wait for the video to finish buffering. <laughs> <laughs> master weight. Um, our affirmation this week is outlast, overcome, and outwit the dark periods of your life that will tell you to quit, kill yourself, you're an imposter, you'll never be as pretty as that bitch, you'll never lose weight, you'll never have good credit. That bitch in your ear is a hater. I don't want to say that bitch said all that. Fuck her. And I listen to that girl. girl. Outlast. <laughs> girl. Overcome. Well, oftentimes that, that bitch can be you. Uh-oh. Outlast, overcome, and outwit that bitch every single time. Wow. Oftentimes, she is not going to go anywhere. She is going to be in your ear at your highest moment of success telling you that you are an imposter and at your darkest period telling you that you are a failure. Oh, my gosh. You have to. You have to outlast, overcome, and outwit that bitch. I hope you tell yourself that while you're telling us. I'm telling the listeners of Here for a Podcast. Oh, because us tell yourself. You always try to affirm a word, a word, bitch. I'm wiping my invisible bang as I'm. Uh huh. <laughs> you see how that bitch is just caught up in you right there? <laughs> see, that's why we have those affirmations because bitches like this over here. Oh my gosh! Be now here, I'm a bitch. Be over here playing the wow. radio. First of all, I was that power bottom. Now I'm that bitch. Wow. Slash generation. You got multiple jobs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so bitches like that. <sighs> Will be um, on your tail when you're saying these affirmations, and mm. you still have to outlast, overcome, um, oh. and outwit that oh. bitch. Oh my god! Now it's time for our tepid topics. Who? <laughs> tepid topics. That was a ghetto. Yes. 
Well, first off, I want to say Mercury, Mercury, not Mercury. Chat. Mercury, and that's some, I attribute Virgo. That, I attribute that to that. Yeah. Mercury is in retrograde. My date went horribly this weekend. Mercury is in retrograde. Be careful out here, I should have kept my ass at home this weekend. So, with that being said, Woo, um, be warned about these topics because Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> Sizzle wants the smoke, apparently. Who wants the smoke? Who, who wants the smoke? Um, Sizzle has been very aggressive. Sizzle, the vacation pride in Miami, Miami uh, every Memorial, Memorial Day, Day weekend, weekend. Uh, has been aggressively promoting their upcoming event. And in one of their most recent um, promotions for the event, they threw some very, very, very heavy non-friendly shade at DC Pride, which yeah. is basically their only competitor um, at that time period during the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers reflect that more people attend DC Pride than Sizzle almost every year, but Sizzle has uh, a different draw of people that come because of what Sizzle has around it and what Sizzle offers. The- I just want to say that I am glad that we are at a capacity where we can argue over events. I, then I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. Um, yes. We are <laughs> taking shots at each other when we could be unifying our bullets at other people and other causes. Amen. Unfortunately. Um, Sizzle's promotion says, Sizzle isn't cheap. Quote. <laughs> Quote. Begin planning today or you will end up in D.C. Ooh. Who bills themselves as the most affordable Pride event Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> so, I am not picking a side. Bitch. <laughs> because I like both. Oh, I, I have both. gone to Sizzle in my heyday and have even planned to go back again uh, in my... We've said that on here, I yeah, think. Yeah, on my, on my middle years. Um, I love the promoters of both. Uh, well, most of the promoters in D.C., and love the actual promoters in Miami. Um, and like I said, I think both of them have good things about them. Like if you just if you want to go to the beach and be away from your city, go and to Miami. And also go um, get some every now and then before dinner, after the club. In the elevator. Chino yeah. Blake did it. I can as well. Well, um, so I'm not picking a side. I'm just a, I'm just addressing the news here. Um, well, we have to have colorful commentary. That's that, what that, our job it's is. about to be colorful. Okay. Five seconds. Right. Color man. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Now you're calling me fruity? Yes. Wow. The rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow. Um, the first thing I'm going to address, and I, n- nothing that I'm saying is shady, because like I said, I'm going to probably end up going to both at some point. I'm going to be doing stuff this year, probably at DC Pride, and probably next year I'll be at Sizzle. So it's not shade. But. I'm not playing, but I'm saying. <laughs> um, Sizzle isn't cheap. It depends on what your tax bracket is and how much money you make. Because Sizzle really ain't that expensive. Ooh. I have gone to Sizzle on a good $2,000 before. And that's a good two. Th- girl, I cut that in half. Memphis girls have done. Oh, oh, yeah. When, Memphis yeah, girls? Oh. When they'll pile up in um, the Holiday Inn um, down they the street. They will drive. The, and drive. So, Sizzle isn't cheap. That's a stretch. Girl, I'm going to drive 8 to 10. You drive 8 to 10. We just saved our airplane tickets. Um, Sizzle can be very cheap. Sizzle can also be very expensive. Um, So, if you buy, like, the 
elitist of passes for Sizzle. VIP. You can spend that same $2,000 that I was talking about to go to almost every event and mm. be at every event. But if you like me, I don't do that shit no more because I'm older. Um, I like taking breaks in between the club. I had a nap. And <laughs> I'm not, this is not a job for me. So I'm not working five days a week to be at the event. And so that's one of the drawbacks that I see for Sizzle is like it's such an event that you feel like you have to be at everything. And if you're not at everything, you feel like you miss something. And then that becomes, like I said, a work schedule. And then before you know it, you'd have been out here four or five days to work yourself fucking dumb. Let's and now you got to go back to the <laughs> And now you got to go back to work on Tuesday. Yeah, back to the call tired. You'd have been fucked all weekend. You Me. tired. <laughs> the truth jumped out. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not lying. <laughs> You'd have been fucked all weekend. You was at the beach. It was hot. That drained you. You was drinking all weekend. You done went to all the parties. You that tired. drained you. You tired as fuck. You probably got to drive back to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> so you tired. Me. So it's not. It's no longer a vacation anymore. It's like an actual circuit work party. Um, and so I think Sizzle can also be what you make of it. Um, I've gone before and didn't do everything. I just knew I wanted to make it to... Um, uh, damn, what's the fuck? I would say the Yacht Party in Space. Yeah, the Yacht Party in Space. I couldn't think of Space. Um, the Booze Cruise in Space. And I think I did like one other event. The, Probably the, the Saturday pool party. night party. The pool party. I Saturday went, during the day? Uh, yeah, I think it was Saturday during yeah. the day. It was the pool party. So it was the pool party... Um, space, the booze cruise, and uh, of course I did Hollover because I like to be naked. But everything else, I cut that shit the fuck out because I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm using leave days. Okay. I'm, I need recharging. I'm gonna be drinking and fucking. That means naps. So, um, the so the, do you need like a vitamin E, um, in the morning with your, your breakfast? What do you need to like keep your charge throughout the day when you go to stuff like that? Cocaine, vitamin. <laughs> I'm like vitamin B, vitamin C, turmeric, vitamin C, and cocaine. Uh, <laughs> cocaine. That is not recommended. We do not recommend. Uh, a lot of them are doing it anyway. Um, the drawbacks with DC. DC is crowded like a motherfucker, and they be at those small clubs. The capacity is three, and the admission is forty dollars plus. Forty mission, forty dollars plus. Plus the drinks are gonna be expensive. Um, the good thing. About there being so many people Is it feels like a reunion Like I feel like that is the cookout That black people talk about all the time But it's just a black gay cookout Like it's literally everyone From the tri-state area um, Definitely from Like I said tri-state being D.C., Maryland, and Virginia And then from the upper tri-state area Meaning New York, uh, Pennsylvania Delaware and the mother girls Mm -hmm. um, Come down Like the whole east coast Converges on D.C. So it's like a reunion and in that aspect, that makes it a bigger draw um, than DC. And then a lot of then the, a lot of girls feel more comfortable coming to DC because they don't got to be fully naked and they don't want to be in the eighteen to twenty year old twink category. And I can just come and be myself and come to the club and um, go fuck at the fuck parties after if I want to, or go play spades or go to the park. Get out um, in Maryland or Virginia. Go do something. Yeah, else. go do some classy shit. Go to some museums if you classy based. Um, but it's like more of a reunion. Like you see people that you haven't seen all year long. Um, I think that's the best part about DC Pride for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when they had that message about it's also going to be Bikers Weekend and we're also going to be out here with the straight people on the bike. Ooh, TBT so sizzle. Tread lightly with the way that you approach people out here. 
Look, girl, I'm 13 years old and I'm on cocaine and um, drinking alcohol. I don't what tread lightly because a biker is weekend. I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. So the problem there, like I said, is I not the actual promoter. Problem with that? Yeah, no, it's probably the media person because Sizzle has a team of people. It's uh-huh. not just Dwight and Louis doing stuff. And we love Dwight. I love Dwight and I love Louis too. He fine. Um, don't fight me, Dwight, for that. But. Um, <laughs> They may have a media person on there that maybe just is not that great at messaging. And I don't know who this media person is, so it's not shade because if I don't, I, know. I don't know, no shade. But maybe they just are confused about messaging or they just felt desperate in trying to get more attention to Sizzle. I'm like, Sizzle is Sizzle. Either you're going to go to Sizzle or you're just not going to go. And that's the fact about Sizzle. That is a fact about Sizzle. Like all this billing, DC bills itself is the most, like uh, what is all this? It's not needed. Sizzle, it's Sizzle. Sizzle is going to come. I mean, like... Mm, I, there's come. never been a year where I wanted to go to Sizzle, and I was like, well, I'm going to go to D.C. anyway. I'm like, well, shit, no. Either well, I'm going to be depressed that I didn't get to go, uh-huh. and just go to something else, uh-huh. or it's just, I want to go to Sizzle, and I'm going to Sizzle. Barbara Streisand has over 60 albums. She not out here, <sighs> Lady Gaga getting on my nerves. Barbara Streisand is fucking Barbara Streisand. You either want the album or you don't. <laughs> Girl. I feel like Sizzle should... In the same way, like, Barbara Streisand concerts. Like, people that go to Barbara Streisand concerts are like... Barbara here. Yeah, I'm going. She I said she was going on tour. I don't know. What, I don't, I'm not arguing with you girls. Just like Nikki's concerts. See? Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was... Now, that... You tried to change the subject to the Nikki concert? No, I'm changing the I'm subject. like, are you changing the... Because that was a cute subject change, but... <laughs> did, the, did she announce the tour dates on Queen Radio? I don't know what she did. I was at work. I was too, so that's why I'm, I'm like, on. cancel don't take a day off work, so I gotta be at work at work. I don't know what y'all doing. Um, it, I know it happened. I know that there, there was a Queen Radio episode that happened. Um, I don't know much. Can we from just it. move on then? Okay, R. Kelly did exactly what we said he was gonna do last oh, week. What he do? He acted a goddamn fool. Oh yeah, because yeah. we were talking about the interview. Uh, he thinks he's doing nothing wrong. The night before it actually aired, yeah. and so we hadn't seen the interview yet. And then the interview happened with the and, women. Yeah, and the crying and the jumping up and down and all of that. That actually happened. So try jump up and down if it's gonna get you some money. Cause why come? Acted a goddamn fool, and he didn't convince me. He didn't convince Hope. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't convince America. <laughs> He didn't convince no goddamn body. <laughs> he just act the act the fool, girl. Act the fool. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, meanwhile, your line ass friend, Ooh. Wendy Williams, said ah! that she believes R. Kelly, but not Jesse Smollett. Tell me more. What? How did you gather that? She believes R. Kelly in what way? And Wendy Williams believes R. Kelly. That women she are. She said li- she believes he's guilty. No, she says she believes that women are lying on him. On that very first episode of her coming back and addressing, not addressing, I got re- not addressing her own shit. She she did. She said that she believed that some of the women were lying. Oh. Um, and then the the episode the next day, uh, she addressed the Jesse stuff and said that she did not believe him. And I was like, Where's your intuition at? The same place her relationship with her husband. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In the garbage disposal, just turn it on and get rid of it. Missing. Missing in action. <laughs> um, oh, I have a hot topic story. Can I contribute? 
I am so excited to contribute. Yes, I'm going to finish the R. Kelly drama. Um, R. Kelly was also put back in jail in this last week since our last episode and also bailed out again by someone else for over $100,000 in back child support uh, that he was supposed to pay. Uh-huh. The girls that have his children, All right. and um, I would like to know uh, if any of you all know these women, and if you can link them to here for a podcast because we need some bailing out. Sponsors. <laughs> we need bailing some immediate out. sponsors. Hashtag support the troops. <laughs> Oh, look at you. Sympathy. You're trying to get sympathy. I am. The girls are out here spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on fucking R. Kelly. The least that they can do is spend $5 over here. I met him one time on a boat. (laughs) What is going on? And another motherfucking thing. (laughs) No one should be using the word nigger. Whoa. Whoa. My fave. No one. I can't even enjoy Fifth Street Avenue shop because you niggers. I said, what shit? Yeah. What did she just say? Because you niggers. You were put on hip hop and R&B, ma'am. Nigga, 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 nigga. Didn't even have the decency to say nigga in she front of her nigger. mostly white female audience saying niggers. Who the fuck? With a hard E-R. That means you are still sick. Let's, let's hang on to that lie that you've been telling. You're still sick. Go back home. You can only be sick in the head to think that it's okay to say nigger on national TV in front of white people. You could have at least, if you, that's how I know she's sick. She she would have at least said nigger if she was not sick. I'm like, okay, that was a slip of the tongue. But <sighs> nigger, that means you like, that's something that you think all the time or say all the time. That I don't it would even come think out. with a hard ER. I don't even think that. Like who thinks that? And then especially as a somebody black, that's sick, she's got to be. Especially as a black woman re- with a black who's son, reported in the hip hop. I said hip hop, hip hop industry for thirty years. I don't know how she thought of the hard er. I don't. That don't make sense. Go on break. <laughs> um. So down to the Atlanta, according to CBS forty six. A Cumberland mob patron is facing a charge of public indecency after he was caught masturbating inside a store. Cobb County Police reports Marcus McKenzie was in Windsor, whatever that is, and exposed his genitals and began to masturbate. Police said he was in view of multiple people shopping inside the store, and when they looked into his background, he had been arrested three previous times in South Carolina for public indecency. South Kakalaki. Is this somebody you used to date? He looked like, looks like <laughs> Yep, look like your type. Bar skin, got a nice little little crazy. Definitely. I mean, we got all a little big rights. Yeah, but, anyways, that, but so that's just like the to... other story. There was a football player that was recently arrested. He just got out of jail um for exposing himself to old white women in gyms. Oh, and yeah. He was fine too. And he just like that other football player who was out here raping girls who was Fine. I'm like, what do you do? Sir, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Y'all need mental health. Y'all, somebody connect these <laughs> niggas to care. What is going on? So, shout out to um, CBS 46, and I hope that Marcus gets all the help he needs down to the Cumberland Mall and whatever is causing him to expose himself multiple times down here with the masturbation. OnlyFans, what are y'all paying him? What's his online name? 
It must be good. Because this is four times getting arrested for you. Like, sure, child. $500 bill. That ain't nothing. Because he must be able to pay for it. Wow. Um, <clears throat> the gays have come for Phoebe Hollowell. Who? The gays. Phoebe Hollowell. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know who I didn't know you know who I the know gays why were. I didn't know if you didn't know who the gays were or who Phoebe, Phoebe Hollowell was. <laughs> Phoebe Hollowell is uh, one of the witches from Charmed. She's Alyssa Milano. Oh, the judge on Project Runway All-Stars. She's more famous for being on Charmed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Project Runway All-Stars. Jesus, the gays. See, that's the gays right there. How you know? Young gays at that. That's... Oh, yeah, she did say this. I was like, what? Okay, okay. tell the story. <laughs> so, before I get to what she actually said, I think that we jumped the gun a little bit. And like I said earlier... There are so many different things that we could be pointing our bullets at, like real damaging things yeah. that we could be loading up at all of us shooting at the same goddamn target and eliminating and getting these holes the fuck out of here. Yes. Phoebe Hollowell, a.k.a. Alyssa Milano, ain't one. A.k.a. The, um, Project Runway All-Stars. What is wrong with you hoes? Um, A black gay man run, won the last season of Project Runway All-Stars. Just so you know, he was the first black gay winner of that, which was, which made it even more special to me as a viewer because I saw a black gay man who loved fashion and he failed the first time, but he went back to Project Runway and he showed all of the leaders in his industry that he possessed what it takes to be at the top of his, to be recognized. So shout out to, I forget what his name is, but I gave him a shout out the week that he won. I, he does great work. I'll say it. Um, Phoebe Hollowell is still in danger, y'all. <laughs> she uh, is. <laughs> so, uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted her, "Are you trans, Alyssa? Are you transgendered?" And she replied, "I am trans. Uh-huh. I am a person of color. Well, I'm. I'm a person of color. I'm an immigrant. I'm a lesbian. I'm a gay man. I'm the disabled. I'm everything. And so are you, Kirk. Don't be afraid of what you don't know or understand." She continued, no one wants to hurt you. We are all just looking for our happily ever after. That caused a widespread backlash I... from from people online, in the community, in the gay community. Um, Blair Imani, uh, one of our faves, George Johnson, let her ass have it. Um, and I just feel like, like I said, some things we don't need to direct our anger at. We have so many other targets. Uh-huh. Alyssa Milano, over the years, has been an advocate, um, an ally of so many different causes. And to me, she is literally a harmless snowflake. She literally is. She really literally is. She meant no harm in saying these. She was not trying to assume our identities. Yeah. She was not trying to appropriate our identities. She was really trying to say the overall overarching message that we well, say all the time. Why did he ask, is she transgender? What was his point in asking that? Where did that come from? Uh, again, like it sounded like a troll. Yeah. It, oh, her original tweet was, my transgender sisters, I am celebrating you on this National Women's Day. And then somebody was trolling her and asked her, was she transgender? And then she said, I'm every woman. Don't be afraid. Me. Don't be afraid of what you don't understand. Yeah. So y'all, oh wow, now that I see all this context, my transgender sisters, I am celebrating you on International Women's Day. That is so sweet and pure. Yes. And then somebody trolled her and was like, mm, so are you transgender then? Yes. Yes, bitch, I am. 
And I'm I still stay with my trans, my trans sisters, my black ones, the pink ones, and the green ones. Yes, because the scrolls in Captain Marvel was a different color. I think they was blue. I'm all, I'm all the women. They were green, <laughs> but okay. Um, but now I'm phobic, I'm phobic of something. No, well they didn't say that. That's she what was, she was accused of. Sh- they were accusing her of, like I said, trying to appropriate our identity. Is so what George Johnson said. I love you, George. This is not I a love read. You, George. You can't you can't just fake an experience you don't have, he wrote. You don't navigate any space like these groups. I don't see color. The I don't see a color approach is yeah. oppression and erasure. So again, like uh, I said, I don't think that's what she said. She didn't think- say I don't see color. She said I am I see these people. Uh-huh. And so um her intent was her, to give a shout out to the trans girls on International Women's Day. Her intent was so pure. Yeah, and so even after the backlash, she came back in and commented again and said, I'm glad this tweet invoked conversation, because obviously it did, negative and positive. I'm so sorry to offend some. I see you and I hear you. But just a reminder, empathy is not a bad thing. That's the point that I'm, I'm making. Huh. Nuance is important and literal interpretation <laughs> is not always intended. And I can identify with and not identify as. Both are powerful. Oh, so come on out. <laughs> that that and so for her to have the wherewithal to know what to say and come back to these things told me who she really was. Like I'm saying, she it wasn't a fucking Real Housewives of Atlanta apology. It was yeah. a no. I'm not saying I am you. I'm saying, girl, I could be you. Um, I see yeah. you and I identify with your argument, your struggle, with your importance, your skin um the the messages that needs to be said for you and about you i don't have to be you literally but i am you i am a part of the struggle i am your ally and so like i said i i feel like we aimed our guns aimed our reads aimed our tweets at her for no reason and phoebe did not deserve yeah before sitting here recording this show I didn't know why she said what she said, but I still didn't see anything wrong with what she said. She said, I'm trans, I'm a person of color, I'm an immigrant, I'm a li- I'm all the things. So you asking me, am I transgender is kind of pointless. But now that I see that I'm the original... I'm a liar, <laughs> I'm a bitch, I'm a... Who's, who did that song? Child, that's the category I don't know. But and to see that the original tweet was to give a shout out to trans women on International Women Day and then for this person to troll her... And then for her to come back and correct, I saw it as her correcting a troll. Yeah. I didn't see it as the way that armed aim fire. I didn't see all that. No. And and that's why I'm saying, like, um, wow, I really, yeah. It's important to aim um, our, our vitriol, our response at gay conversion therapy offices. At people trying to take down Planned Parenthood offices. At people trying don't to don't expand Medicaid. Yeah, um, and it, we there's so much like we have so many targets on the range that we could be shooting at. Instead, sometimes we shoot in the wrong direction. We turn around and shoot people on our goddamn team for no oh, wow. reason. Wow! Um, <clears throat> next, thank you. Um, I will never forgive Marvel Studios for what they did. To Marie, Maria Rambo's wig in Captain Marvel. If you have not seen Captain Marvel yet, Captain Marvel just came out this past weekend. Did great numbers. One hundred fifty-three mil. Uh, the response from critics and audiences is a little bit mixed. 
Which I is am, good. I appreciate that because that means like everybody looked at it and everybody took something from it. Everybody not just saying it's bad. Everybody not just saying it's good because it's a Marvel. I mean, like I appreciate that. But that, but I think the reason that that is is because it's a Marvel movie. Because had DC done what with this had, oh they would have dragged. <laughs> they would have dragged. But since it was a Marvel movie, it's like oh well you know well, you know you got it's just see. in the middle of the road. But I was like. Y'all didn't have the same fucking energy for Batman v Superman. Ooh. And Batman v Superman was an awesome fucking movie, but y'all were like, oh, it's trash. Because um, Superman's not dark. What? I don't agree with that. But but that's what the critics said. Oh, the black friend in Captain Marvel, Maria Rambo. Yeah. That's but that's what the girls were wearing back in the 90s. No. Okay, it's a little exaggerated. No, that wig. This is like a sister with a voice. The, <laughs> this is like a sister with a voice. Her face, her acting is good. She's a oh, great the actress. acting was amazing. She's the a, daughter. She's a great actress. Yeah. The wigs that they put on her, travesty. Oh. Like this is worse than Holly Berry's wigs in the past ten years. What you exaggerated? No, these were bad. Okay, you were. Drunk. I'm, I'm still pressing buttons. I'm still pressing buttons and looking through the pics. Hold on, give me. So, a... so posters. Tell me how you feel. The, the posters are touched up because they're posters. Mm-hmm. Watching the movie and seeing these horrible ass wigs that they put on my sister pissed me off. Okay, it pissed me off because um, the the studio has all of the money in the world. Yeah. All of the money in the Disney? fucking world. Disney money? Oh, they got all the cool. They just made billions of dollars last year on just two movies. I'm not even going to put it off the whole slate. And the one but if you just put out, I'm going to make another bill. Yeah, <laughs> a couple. More than likely two billion. Yeah. Avengers: Infinity War made over two billion dollars. And Endgame. It's the end of the game. Black Panther made over a billion dollars last year. We saw what black good hair can look like when a movie has a budget. Carl, okay. C- Captain Marvel had a budget and they put my sister in these fucked up ass wigs mm-hmm. in the same movie where we de-aged Samuel L. Jackson Ooh. 50 fucking years <laughs> when I tell you it was shenanigans down, and it looked realistic down to the FX room but it was good though it, it was, was very it was good, really good down and to the realistic FX. and if we had that much care to make 70 year old Samuel L. Jackson look 30 why the fuck could we not consult wig people on putting wigs on my sister Maria Rambo? I'm confused. We had all this money and attention to make Samuel L. Jackson look 30 again. And Lord knows that's never going to happen in life. Huh. But we couldn't get a decent wig to put on the black woman character in this movie. So, as a military person, a prior prior service military person, I know that military women wear wigs often because there's a lot to do in a day, and doing my hair, and doing combat. Getting up and, at 5.30, and, and, and PT my at 6.30. I ain't got time. It's, it's a lot. It can be a lot. And so, in my 12 years of service, I have seen some struggle wigs. Struggle wigs. The wigs they put on Maria Rambo. Depression, turmoil, confusion. <laughs> Do we recommend Captain Marvel to our, our audience? No, not me. No, mm. get it. Watch it on Fire Stick. <laughs> not for me. Mm. Nope. Um, they they passed off this this mediocre as this mediocre movie and uh, put it in proximity to a movie that they knew that everyone wanted to and had to see for it to do well. Because had it come out last summer, no. I said no. Oh. Um. 
selective cancellation is a reality. Uh, I finally finished leaving Neverland. Uh, Three days, two days, how many days was it? Seven whole days. Seven whole (laughs) nights. Um, And I am in purgatory in trying to figure out the parts of these victims' stories that are plausible. Not saying that I don't believe, but I'm saying that are plausible and the parts that I feel like are less plausible. I think that... I th- as, as a victim myself, I think that those are realities. That sometimes this part of the story is extremely plausible, and this other part of the story, not so plausible. Doesn't, don't mean you don't believe the story. It just means that you put on your big boy panties and your glasses, and you looked at it, and you squinted, and said, that's very plausible. I can see that. I can see him um, building... Rooms with different doors and alarms outside the doors so he would know when other adults are approaching so he could pull his pants back up. I know that that's what predators do. Because with money, you can do stuff like that. I looked at that with my my glasses on and my big boy pants and was like, "Mm, very plausible. Other things I saw, it was like... What do you think about the housekeeper's testimony? Plausible. I think that she was in a position to know where the bodies were buried, figuratively. And... Um, she, unlike the two guys in the documentary, mm-hmm. are not. She's not pursuing financial nothing, gain. Nothing. Nothing. She's just telling a story. Oh, y'all call me. I want the story. Okay, sure. I'll be there Tuesday. And she don't want no fame. Mm-mm. She don't want her name really out here. I don't she, even know what her name was. That, that's what I'm saying, and that's on purpose. Yeah. She's not. She didn't go to fucking um, Gail King to do the follow up interview. Mm-hmm. She didn't go on the View. She's. At home, she probably no shade, probably still, still doing maid. the same thing. Probably a maid she probably still doing the same thing. Career fish, and I just worked for Michael Jackson one time. Yeah, and that's what made her story plausible for me. Yeah, the 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 facts that these two young men are suing the estate of Michael Jackson for hundreds of million dollars. Again, like I said, when I squint mm. and I put my big boy pants on, do you want to gain? Financial justice from that. Again, like I said, my big boy from pants. Pain from the pain. Oh. My big boy. My big boy pants. I wouldn't want it. It would be dirty money to me. I like working for Trump for a hundred days and writing a book and going on the tour. That's cute, but like to be sexually assaulted, produce a documentary too. Wade Robinson has been like two or three movies in documentary. So I think that's different. It's so like, getting so getting paid to tell your story, I feel like is one thing. So if they were writing a book or telling a documentary, getting paid to tell your story is one. Wade thing. Robinson allegedly suing, produced suing this documentary. One of the producers, yeah, he was one of the producers. So I think that that's one thing to tell your story and get paid for telling your story. Like uh-huh. I'm writing a book, uh-huh. I want to get paid for writing my book because there's a, a creative process that goes in behind writing my book and I want to be paid for that creative process. Mm-hmm. I've had to take hours um, from other things that I could be doing to pour into this creative uh, endeavor. Uh-huh. So I think that both of them should be compensated for doing that. To sue the estate of Michael Jackson for hundreds of million dollars is like I said when I start squinting and saying huh 
is this the money that I would want? Sure. So I don't know because I'm not in their shoes and I'm not in their big boy pants to know everything of, <laughs> of the of why they would want to do that or why they would pursue that in the legal court. Mm-hmm. But like I said, uh, at the top, selective cancellation is a reality. I think trying to get away from all of Michael Jackson's music is a task. Can you go down that journey and try to say, you know what, I am never listening to a Michael Jackson song ever a motherfucking again, that motherfucking rapist? No. Can you try and do that? Absolutely. I think there's a, uh, a, an effort, an undertaking. For me, I'm not going to get on that undertaking. For R. Kelly, absolutely. Woo. Too easy. Too motherfucking easy. Because R. Kelly, to me, didn't make, that, didn't make transformational music that I can't live oh, without. Oh, the music. Oh, the music. It's the music. Okay. Either for him as a person or his music. Neither was transformational enough for me to not cancel the fuck out of R. Kelly. Michael Jackson arguably is probably the world's largest entertainer, meaning more people mm-hmm. across the world know inspire Beyonce. Know Michael it, again. And we open the show with Beyonce. So. so that's what I'm saying. So canceling Michael Jackson to a degree, like if you go down this cancellation culture road, you got to like at the same time be like, well. He inspired Beyonce, so where do I stop? But he was also a rapist. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. It's selective, you, because you have to select where you, where the cancellation starts and where the cancellation ends for you. So if the cancellation starts for you, I'm only going to cancel Michael Jackson music where I hear his voice, but I'm not going to cancel Beyonce because she didn't commit a crime herself, but was also inspired by the rapist. That's selective cancellation. You've selected where you are canceling and where you're not canceling, and it's not just Beyonce. Name an artist. I want to say Chris name Graham. all the Chris name Graham. all the goddamn artists. Chris Brown has a lot of traits like Michael Jackson. Name all the goddamn artists, and you're just gonna have to you Neo. Gonna, you're gonna be out here stuck with folk and polka music. First of all, folk gets down. <laughs> I'm lying. I don't know. So. I liken this to um, what I say about the local Z Burger here in D.C. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Moving on. You no. guys, let us know how you guys feel about the Michael Jackson story. You just heard my co-host say, like, he can't cancel Michael Jackson because he made powerful music, but and he inspired a lot of artists, but he was allegedly a rapist. How does... I don't know how to feel. I don't... I, I never used Michael Jackson, so, girl... Put in the pantry to the expiration date. Throw it away for me. I don't know. He ain't got. I don't well, know. if Wade and um the other gentlemen win these hundreds of million dollars, I would like them to set up a reparations account that we can all take from. Because if I got to cancel Michael so Jackson, so now you want personal gain. <laughs> now then you sound like the, these alleged victims. You want personal gain. I want if that's that's not personal. That's for the that's for the culture. That's for the world. Sure, a Jan. Reparations account. Sure, Jan. Um, RuPaul's best friend race happened. The Montrese girl got sent home. Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. The Montrese girl got sent home? Bless him. Bless him. You see, that's his comedic timing, y'all. And I'm the only one left. See, comedic timing. Um, the It was just time. Nothing else real notable happened on the episode. We so, just... my top two are Brooklyn Heights and um, the girl who was the Pisces with the bubbles. I can't think of her name right now. But Ariel Versace is definitely the Fifi O'Hara of the season. Ariel Versace does not mind being the villain. 
She said that out <laughs> she, loud. But then she wants to shame Silky for being a big personality, and she wants to shame Benji for something, and then she wants to shame, ma'am. I mean, like, okay, so these are like bullet point two and three in your villain fantasy, but I mean, I understand that, but like, you have to approach it different. Because you ain't approaching it right. So, shout out to the, um, Brooklyn Heights and whoever the girl is. Damn, I, I feel bad that I can't remember her name. Wow. Memorable fish, huh? Yeah, with the long, the naturally long hair. I can't remember what her name is right now. That won. She won the challenge. She did. Um, since there was not much there, um, I did see um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh. Um, thank, thankfully, she's picking up. Cause she's been boring. They said two more episodes. To the, the whole finale. got, and so the finale picture dropped earlier. Of Who's the girls. winning for you? There is no competition. There is a clear winner. Oh, I was gonna say. I want to say Eva. Won. Eva, there is a clear motherfucking winner. Let me see. And I don't know again. I don't know exactly what's gonna happen at the reunion because we. What does Nene get on? You just sat down here eleven times. Oh, you got this infinity display. Nene just sat down here in a simple black man. This is not what you come to the reunion in. I don't know what the theme is here. Um. Candy, this bang is a little heavy, but okay. Yeah, I like Cynthia. Cynthia's is like regular, like I expect Cynthia to give that. Something like, metallic and shiny. Um, these new girls, apparently they didn't have the budget or the range what? or the help. Shopping down to the... Um, What's her name? What's this one's name? I don't know. Okay. With the um, hibachi in her kitchen. I yeah. mean, her basement. Okay. I her name. That, that's a god-awful mess. Train wreck. Ugly. Marlo! What's this? Shamari, the girl from Black. Horrible. Do it, better. It got a little shame on it. I wish the hair was like two or three more inches shorter and it was like a strong bob cut. That would have helped it. I don't know if much could help that. Um, Marlo, they finally put you on the couch again. And I like that hair. I wish it had a bang. I don't know if I wish it had a bang or not. I wish she had a different outfit. Very that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out. I mean, outside of the obvious winner. Even Marcel see. just... I mean, I don't if care what she do. there was to be a secondary fish to consider... It would have to be Cynthia because she's a natural woman. Yeah. <laughs> she a natural. She just does this. And I mean, I guess it goes without saying that the models obviously look the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. Mm. Um, last but not least, again, um, this episode would not be complete without my iteration of how white men get away with murder. Oh, There's a white man still on the loose that has gotten away with murdering at least... Two black gay men. Rest in peace, Timothy the, Timothy Dean. And Jamel Moore. Amen. Rest in power. Um, Jamel's Moore, Jamel Moore's mother is still pursuing uh, legal ramifications. Wrongful <clears throat> death. Against uh, Ed Buck, the district attorney, the assistant district attorney, and others associated with the case because the state still has not brought up any charges or indictments of Ed Buck two dead niggas later. Not ER like Wendy Williams. Literally. Um, and months and almost a year later. Oh, four days ago, case of Jamil Moore reopened. Come on. Oh, we gotta file a lawsuit. So they're like, well, let's go take a second look. They're looking. Again, oh, no charges, look- no charges mm-hmm. have been filed. But Except, except the civil ones by uh, Letitia Nixon, Jamel Moore's mom. Come on. Um, and it's sad that we have to do this as persons of color because we have fewer resources, fewer dollars, and but we have to put all of our powers combined by Captain Planet together. But if this was a white woman, 
scared. The story would be so different. Yeah. Um, the invalidation of, of black men and black bodies still shows and rings extremely loud in 2019. And I am going to be just as loud in making sure that we talk about this subject every motherfucking week that I have a voice. Um, and I encourage you all to do the same thing. Um, Stay on top of this topic. It is not going away as long as his old crusty ass is out here on these fucking streets, able to do the same thing to other unprepared, black brown. unwitting black and brown gay men. I will not rest, and neither should you. Um, Color of Change, an organization down to the uh, civil rights, has gathered 30,000 signatures in a petition for the girls to reopen this investigation. So they delivered the 30,000 signatures and it got reopened. And we got to... Look, if it was a white woman, we wouldn't have to do all this. If it was a white woman, we would not have to do all this. Shout out to Color of Change for all of their hard work gathering 30,000 signatures. Absolutely. This week in social studies, I have... Um, I'm going to say all out. I have two questions, but I actually have like 15. Wow. So give me your attention. Who are um, some black culture gatekeepers in your eye? <laughs> oh, do they actually have to be black themselves or people that are gatekeepers for black culture? So my next question is, who are, I want you to say yes or no. I have 10 people and I want you to tell me yes or no if they are black gay culture gatekeepers. So listen carefully because you got to get, it's a fast round. Milan Christopher. Yes. Karamo Brown. Yes. Justice Smollett. No. Todrick Hall. Yes. Patrick Ann Polk. No. Sean T. Mm, I don't think, is he gay? I didn't know he was actually gay. Sean T's married to a white man that just adopted a baby. Oh, well then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped in my bag. Barry Jenkins. No. He. Oscar Award winning Moonlight and just put out the Oscar Award winning If I'm saying no, he's not a he's not a, a gatekeeper in that way. He <laughs> opens a gatekeeper is someone that keeps people out. He opens no, doors. No, the uh, the people who open doors. Yeah, I'm That's saying what, he's he's one. He opens doors. You just said no. You know Tokyo Styles. Okay, am I saying no that they're not gatekeepers or yes they are? You're saying that they are gatekeepers. Okay, so should I start over? <laughs> Tokyo Styles is a hair girl, right? But he's worked with all of the best. So if I have Tokyo Styles, who is the best girl featured on BET, he worked with Nicki Minaj, he's worked with Cardi B, if he recommends a makeup artist, if he recommends a stylist, with somebody who loves and trusts his work, and he works with Kylie Jenner, would they be more likely to recommend another black gay girl and keep doors open for girls in that industry? So let, me, let me, so let me clarify the question then. Because what, what I'm answering is, do I feel like they are actively... Um, shunning gay people, black gay people, or actively welcoming and giving a hand. Welcoming and giving so a hand. That, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm answering. Are they all technically gatekeepers? Yes. Because uh -huh. they all could affect... They could one, a, couple, a couple of them could affect this podcast right now if they retweeted it or yeah. said I listened and I like this part about what they said. So they all are gatekeepers in that aspect. Uh -huh. Do they use their powers for good and actually... Put out a hand to the gay community, no, <laughs> to a lot of them niggas. Tokyo Styles, no. Janet Mock, yes. Carlos King, Ooh. no. 
So, I still want a job though, Carlos. In your eyes, who are some black gay gatekeepers who are like very who have power, welcoming other people? I definitely the creators of Pose. They put brought every Pose just had they season two auditions. They just said, "Girl, we gonna be in New York on March the second. Book your flights. We announced it six weeks early. Get you a buddy pass." Yeah. So I mean, one, uh, two notable names there uh, are uh, Lee Daniels. Okay. Um, and Tyler Perry. Okay. So, in the comments below, we want to hear from you guys. Who are some black gay gatekeepers? Because we definitely want to keep an eye on them and what they're doing. Because I was, I came up with this topic because I was looking at a post on my Facebook that was a saved link from last year, like June, July of 2018. It was, who is a black gay person in the community that all of us respect? And can you guess who the number one answer was? Jesse Smollett. It had 52 responses, and Jesse Smollett was the number one answer. And by January 2019, six months later, when Jesse down to the um, indictments, 16 felony counts, the girls are just abandoning him, left and right. <laughs> so I think that I think that um, gatekeepers can also be bigger than these national figures. They can be extremely local. Um, so like we were just talking about promoters, uh-huh. um, th- those promoters are also gatekeepers for different yeah. things. Um, but your reps down at the goddamn health department are gatekeepers as well. In Jesus name. Woo. Uh, your reps over at Whitman Walker, your reps over at AHF, um, all those are gatekeepers. Uh-huh. Cause they, friends they, for life down in Memphis. Woo. Um, SOS, um, uh, uh, friends. Oh, uh, shit. Damn, what's the Friends one? I just said Friends for Life. Oh, Friends for Life. Damn. Yeah. Um, us helping us. These are all gatekeepers. And whether they are using their platforms correctly and connecting people to care or connecting people to uh, assets is extremely uh-huh. important. And those are also important gatekeepers to realize outside of uh, just these Todrick Halls and all or, this. T- <laughs> don't get me That's started. That's why I yet. asked you, Karama Brown. I don't know what he's doing in his local community. I don't know. <sighs> that social studies this week. Who are the black gay culture gatekeepers? Who are the black gay bloggers? So Uh-oh. I looked that up this past weekend because I was like, well, you know, uh, I, you know, it'd be kind of an echo chamber if the only blog that I was reading was RonaldMatters.com. So uh, I was looking up black gay blogs, and it was still the same five that it was like ten years ago when black gay blogs started. So who are the black gay bloggers? Are there black gay bloggers anymore? Is podcasting a black gay blog now? These are answers we would like to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Trump jumped out. This week in sexual health. No, thank you guys so much for leaving us comments on Apple Podcasts. Search for our name in your podcast app here for it. Click the reviews tab and then click write a review. We are a five star review podcast. I think we had like two or three three star reviews. We've got two or three one star reviews and we appreciate your opinion. Who the fuck but- was that? They left their names, but thank you guys so much. We appreciate your opinions in all of the ways. I don't know who that is. Find out who that is. It's okay to get a four or three. It's okay. Um, this week in sexual health, like I said uh, earlier, with Master Weight, um, we have a treat this week. Thank you. Um, but before I get to the full treat, um, 
I know last week I talked about the second man ever to be fully cured of HIV. And then literally days later, another th- a third man was cautiously declared free of HIV um, right after him. So again, uh, go back and take a listen to last week's episode of sexual part of London sexual patient. health. Um, and just add one more because the fact that another one. Did they say where he was from? No. Or she? It could have been a. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. But the fact that a third person, in days after the second person, after it had been 12 years since the first person, is telling us an indicative of um, how far we are ahead um, in this whole this whole search for the cure. It was also in London. Amen. Um, so uh, take a look back at last week's episode for that and just add another person because it's three people now. So this week in sexual health, I want to tackle a topic that I think can be really important to us because again, like other topics that are brought up, I see them being talked about and being done in um, adjacent communities, but not in black gay communities. Mm. Um, I see white people talking about different forms of sex and masturbation that I, I just feel like we I are just... I sniffed a popper this weekend. How'd that go? Well, I semi-sniffed it. I, I was like in the middle of an act and then I sniffed it. I saw it during my date. Mercury's in retrograde. And I saw it, so I opened it and I... Okay, this is what the girls are sniffing. I didn't like sniff it for a purpose. Oh no! You see, you know, like with drinking, you got to put your whole ass into it. Uh You can't have a cooler and be like, "Oh, good, I'm alcoholic now." (laughs) No, put your whole ass into it. Have a couple shots. I don't know if I could do that. Oh no! Well, I don't know. Reporting live next time. I don't know. When I do, when I do a popper for real, I will come give a full review. Y'all know I will with my loud mouth. Which is also why my date didn't go well. So wow. Um, so again, like I said, things that go on in in adjacent communities that unfortunately I don't feel like we're talking about or know about or do in our own communities that we should because it's fucking lit. Um, tantric masturbation. Let me Google tantric. How do you spell tantric? T- tantric is T A N T. That was an inside joke. I got wow. I don't know because some of you all, I'm I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that's like, what the fuck is tantric? Okay. Tantric masturbation. Um, so I'm just going to give us some notes because really this could be a whole episode, really, if I really want to delve into tantric masturbation and tantric sex itself. It could literally go on for volumes. But we're just going to go over some notes from my recent studies and adventures in tantric sex and tantric masturbation. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to only cover tantric masturbation because um, a lot of y'all whole single like me right now. So tantric masturbation are also called self-soothing sessions because mm-hmm. tantric masturbation sounds self-soothing. Yeah, just these are self-soothing situations uh-huh. and sessions. Um, like I talked about with concert showers um, a couple months ago, uh, these are things that you can do to relieve yourself of depression, anxiety. Um, the ills of the world, becoming one with self, experiencing uh, transcendental meditation um, without actually like going to full on classes. Like you can become one and figure out what you like about sex with yourself by doing these type of things. So that's why I think trans, uh, tantric um, masturbation is extremely important. And here's a few notes. 
One, set the mood and scene. Candles are important if you are into that type of thing. I love candles. Incense is important if you are into that type of thing. I love incense. Uh, vanilla and sandalwood are great incenses for uh, sex. Mm. In in you know they um, open up your pores and open up your connections to other things. And you're a whore. There as well. Um, bring some crystals along if you are also that type of girl. I am a stone uh, guy. I've been very interested over the last couple of years in stones and crystals. Um, Thulite is a sensual energy stone. So is rose quartz. So is garnet. And so is crocite. Um, those are great stones that if you would like to have around you during this tantric masturbation episode that you're going to have, they will allow you to vibrate on a higher level than you would without the stones. So I highly, highly encourage stone usage quiet great for tantric masturbation the noises that you want to hear in tantric masturbation should come from you and you alone when you free yourself and are able to make the noises that you actually feel when you are feeling it when you're at the top of feeling things with yourself those are the type of noises that you should be accustomed to, that you should know when I make this noise and I'll give this kind of release. Oh, I'm getting there. Trey, better watch out. I'm you getting better there. get yours because mine coming. No pause. I'm getting there. Um, so breathing in tantric uh, masturbation is paramount. It's extremely important. Um, there are a whole bunch of different videos that you can watch about how you can start um, learning how to breathe, uh, do lingam breathing, different things like that during your tantric masturbation session. Second, remove pornography and just focus on yourself. I know that it is extremely popular. I most to of do us, that. most of us learned how to masturbate while watching porn, and most of us still watch porn to masturbate. But for tantric masturbation, you have to just be focusing on you and the sounds you make and the feels that you give yourself. Um, and you have to take pornography out of it. This cannot be that. Cannot. I'm not telling you to never masturbate to porn ever again. No. But this is a treat for yourself. Like I said with concert showers. This is a, okay, it's the huh. end of the week. I've had a hard-ass motherfucking week. I didn't feel like looking for no video to jack off to because sometimes that can take That can be stressful in and of itself. A lot of the time. Woo. So remove pornography and just focus on yourself. It don't even have to be focusing on... The last time that you had sex with this nigga and it was so good. Just focus on making yourself feel good for because yourself. Because you deserve it. Um, remove unnatural toys. Huh. So, tantric masturbation should be, again, about the connection between you and yourself. Unnatural toys, meaning dildos, flesh jacks, vibrators. Beats. Those are connections with artificial things that don't have anything to do with you or yourself. But I can put some fingers up there though. That is you. That is you. That is yourself. I gotta at least do that. Sorry. That is you. That is yourself. Yeah. Let yourself be casually aroused and be okay with the moments during the session where even when you're less aroused, you still feel other parts of yourself. Um, there are so many different erogenous zones to the body that don't involve the penis or anus. When I'm getting into new territory, I play with my nipples. 
Yeah, but nipple play don't nipple always play, get me where y'all be saying nipple play gonna get It's you, different so. for every everyone. Okay, it's different for different people. So you can also massage your clavicle. Your clavicle has a string of nerves mm-hmm. along it. And so a lot of times when people like being choked, they like the, the deep choking from the clavicle up. Okay. And because there's so many nerve endings along the clavicle that those nerve endings make you feel some mm. type of way. Mm. So explore your body with touch um, that you probably but don't would put not... no belt around your neck because the girls no. been dying from that. Th- this is completely nothing artificial. Oh, nothing should... artificial. So we're not using belts anyway. Okay, no, nothing artificial. The only thing that you should be using is coconut oil and self right now. Coconut oil is natural in Jesus' name. Um, focus your chakras and breathe deep breaths. Make your spirit cycle through your whole body before your release. So you have to imagine like semen flowing through your whole body before it can actually get to your dick. Like it is, semen is made up of red blood cells, millions of red blood cells. Those red blood cells have to come from different parts of your body before semen can even be created. It is the life juice that makes people, to put it in layman's terms. Um, And so you have to imagine like your body sending all of these red blood cells to your prostate to make semen. You are in the process of making like life in your body while you're masturbating. So let that process happen and think about that process throughout. So it's not just a, I'm just trying to get a nut in five minutes. This should be an exercise of creation. Um, visualize your sexual energy coursing through your body like water in a lazy river. So it shouldn't be a rapid a water rapid like you see in bird box this should be like a lazy river like just stuff coming together it should flow um don't forget your taint the pelvic floor has exercises that will make your orgasm amazing and will allow you the ability to control when you orgasm or when you don't and that is the the basis of tantric tantric masturbation of I'm getting close to orgasm. I'm stopping it because I need to do this for another hour. This is me time. This is my end of the week treat. I'm doing tantric masturbation. Um, Contracting and releasing those muscles at the pelvic floor where your taint is, is extremely important to um, stopping yourself from going over the cliff of orgasm. And it helps with um, learning how to make your dick bounce. And I know that from experience. Um, discover your own sweet spots in, above, around the taint, um, and you can unlock untapped orgasm. Get tickle down there for some people. Be in the a, ticklish part is too overcoming for. So that means you're in the wrong place. Okay. You you gotta discover and figure out where is the area that don't tickle that be like, oh no, that's. That's it, man. That hit different. That's it, man. That hit different. That don't tickle. That hit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if you discover that sweet spot while you're masturbating, you can unlock untapped orgasmic power. Um, this can also um, help with developing um, your own senses, and you'll you'll hear better. You'll see better. You'll feel better. Uh, it can open up your own t- intuition into like feeling more connected with the world and the spirit realm around you. And 
unlock your own creativity and release depression. No mistake. I was just gonna say it unlock my sinuses because I be stopped up, and when you get a good one, you can just. Mm. Clarity who? <laughs> Clarity better watch out. Clarity who? Flonase wet. That is your sexual health this new. week. <laughs> Try some tantric masturbation. Shout out to God. Yeah. Do you have a song for your soul this week? The song for my soul this week is by a Nigerian American duo. Mm. Um, they came to like online fame when they remade a Drake song. I don't know which one it was. I couldn't tell you. But they released an album last summer called Silk Canvas. Oh, the duo is V-A-N-J-E-S-S. So Van Jess released an album called Silk Canvas. And their song, the whole album is very 90s R&B. But the song Addicted is a ballad about loving your man and everything that he can do to keep you happy, including that thing that keep you addicted. I mean, he Nigerian, so. Mm. So, um, hey, I don't hey, even, let me tell you something about a Nigerian. I don't have many words or lyrics, but just know that I put that on my Get That Dick playlist. If you search Rona Matters, um, Get That Dick playlist on Spotify, the song is on there. You can find it. Do we have some Nigerian listeners? If you are a Nigerian listener, could you send us a message and let us know that you are a Nigerian listener? I just, I'm doing some research. Um, the song for my soul this week <laughs> is um, an ode to freakiness because Look, we've been... get that dick playlist. Are you getting dick or what are you getting? It doesn't matter. Ooh. Um, because we've been talking about freaky shit throughout this episode as well. Yeah. And um, this young lady is on the most recent episode of Unsung. And she literally is like one of the most deserving that I've seen on Unsung. I was at a restaurant mm-hmm. in Atlanta years ago. Full circle moments. Down to the valley. Um, and it was after the club. It was me and a group of gays. It was like three of us. We were eating. This young lady probably. That's called a gaggle of gays. Use your term properly. We were masked, so not gaggle. <laughs> um, a gaggle of gays. <laughs> a G unit of gays, if you will. Um <laughs> And we were talking about this young lady, and, and this 19-year-old waitress had no idea who we were talking about. I said two of her most famous songs. She had no idea who the fuck no I was talking No tip for you, man. I was like, <laughs> no what the fuck? Who teaches y'all music now? The song is, let me lay it on the line. I got a little freakiness inside, and you know that the man has got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. I'm not about to pay nobody's way. Mm. Because it's about the dog in me. Come mm-hmm. on now. I want a freak in the morning. A freak in the evening. Just like me, I need a roughneck nigga. She said brother, but I know she meant nigga. <laughs> that can satisfy me just for me. If you are that kind of man, because I'm that kind of girl. <laughs> I got a freaky secret. Everybody can sing. Because we don't give a damn about... <laughs> I'm about to sing the song. Shit. Let's just sing the song. Anyway. Because I'm going to be a freak until the day of... Until the day, until the dawn. All right now. All through the night till the early morn. All right now. Come on. I'll take you around, around the, the hood. hood. On a gangster lean. Huh? Because we can pump, pump, pump. Anytime of day. It's, it's all, all good, good with... with me. 
freak Woo! like me. <laughs> Party. When did it come out? 93? 95. 94? 95. It was Yeah. Hit. Freak like me is the uh, breakout hit of Adina Howard from Don't 1995. Don't the girl, unless you're in this cooch. Yeah. And um, it's the song for my soul this week because a freak like me just takes me there. Her unsung came back. out this week. You yeah. say? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. we gotta watch her unsung. Well, I do. You, yeah, like I, you watched it already. Well, I saw the clips. <laughs> um, but I wanted to give her credit because y'all be giving Lil Kim so much for Ooh. being the first freak, like woman to be like putting freak shit to music. Like she didn't do this a whole year before Lil Kim even ever came out. Like Salt and Pepper didn't. Oh. Well, Salt and Pepper said Salt and Pepper did rap about freaky shit. They didn't say the things that Adina Howard said. Yeah, and this was an R and B. Adina Howard said, "That's nice. The niggas get to talk about dick and pussy all day. Me too." Hashtag. Me hashtag. Too. <laughs> hashtag. Don't let, let. I got a tweet for the group. <laughs> Adina freaked so we all could fly. Hey man, freak like me. Adina Howard song of my song for my soul. Lord. Okay. Are we down to the hair forts? Absolutely. How do you say this word? Coverture? Adonis Coverture um, is definitely um, a freak like me. <laughs> C-O-U-V-E-R-T-U-R-E. Have I you was, watched his videos? I was, he... That's how I got here. Okay. I was watching Adonis Coverture down to the things and I was like, mm, a freak like me. So that's one of my here for it. And then the second one is 161 businesses have signed the Human Rights Campaign Business Coalition for the Equality Act. Um, the HRC recently announced with a combined operation in all 50 states and headquarters in 26 of those, more than $3.7 trillion in revenue and more than 8.5 million employees across the United States. These companies know how important it is to have a federal legal standard that guarantees all Americans the same rights and protections, dash, no matter where they live. So shout out to um, the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are working on the Equality Act, and it is supposed to be coming very soon. And shout out to the Human Rights Campaign Business Coalition for the Equality Act, who has used all of their power to get all the businesses who claimed it. It's Pride Month. Y'all claimed y'all care about us. Yeah. But it's time to put the Equality Act together. We tired of getting fired from our jobs. Um, because we're put out of our homes because we um LGBT. I need a place to stay. I need housing in order to keep a job. Hello. They be wanting addresses <laughs> on these goddamn applications. And sometimes they want you to go back three years. I'm like, girl. <laughs> I can put the homeless shelter, but you ain't going to recognize that. So, shout out to um, the Equality Act coming soon, and shout out to HRC for actually doing something efficient, because Lord knows. We're going to see what they follow through, though. Oh, and the last thing is, shout out to Iyanla down to the Fix My Life, um, had the family of five and the mama down there um, addressing that because they're, she said, you wasn't a drug addict, you was a crackhead. Wow. Iyanla, what's the difference? That hit, that hit, that hit different. It really did. Damn it. And so the mom revealed that she too she too had been abused by um someone who her parents trusted and believed in so she didn't have the tools available to take care of her children and protect them when they were abused. Um what are your thoughts on the episode? It was a lot. 
Um, I'm glad that uh, Iyanla is again allowing a platform for um, people to see this common occurrence in the black family yeah. structure because uh-huh. um, it's very, very common. But we don't often put up a mirror to ourselves in media. And um, I think it was good for her to use her platform to do that and hopefully elicit healing with other people that are going through it that don't get the chance to sit down with Iyanla and get her to call your mama a crackhead when you know you want to call her a crackhead. She said from 6 to like 13 years old, they were forced to touch each other in order to eat. Kept downstairs in a dark basement. One of the brothers said he got hit over here with pots and pans. And developed epilepsy. One piece of bread in the morning and one piece of bread in the evening. And if he wasn't touching his brothers and sisters, then he had no purpose. That's very heavy. Quite. But I'm glad that Iyanla used her platform to, for one episode, shine a light on something everybody needed to see. So I was definitely here for that this week. Yeah. Um... For the first time in here for its history, as we are uh, about to be at our two-year anniversary next week, please tune in for that. Y'all been listening out. to us. Oh, you gonna be here? I'm calling out. You ain't got no no sick time, bitch. <laughs> um, we have been on the air for two years. Next week, we appreciate yeah. all of the listens, all the love, all the like, all the three star and one star reviews. Well, not the one stars, because fuck y'all, bitch. Um. <laughs> We appreciate you staying with us when you didn't like what we said, when you thought it was boring, when you thought it was messy, when you loved it, when you uh, found something that you could attribute to your own life, um, when you found something you could put a tattoo on your body of. Amen. Um, We appreciate that journey, and we will appreciate more of that next week in that episode. But like I said, for the first time, um, I'm going to have a subject that I'm absolutely here for and I'm absolutely not here for as well. The same subject. I feel like that's what I just gave. I don't know. You trying to copy off of me. Bottom's always leading the way. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Beyonce and Jay-Z are to be honored by GLAAD for their LGBT activ- a- uh, advocacy work. Because <laughs> it didn't even it didn't even flow right after the Beyonce part. I was like, Jay-Z and advocacy. Jay-Z as well? Oh. Well, his mom's a lesbian. Yes, yeah. I'm getting. I'm, so, let, I'm oh, coming. I'm, okay, she'll come be on coming around the mountain. The mountain. Come on around the mountain. Come on. Um, so for Beyonce to be getting this award, I feel like, duh. Hello. Um, she has been a vocal advocate of many causes for her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's not just us that knows that her biggest constituency is the gays. Yeah. I feel like it's the world that knows her biggest constituency is the gay. Surprise. <laughs> and so for her to be getting an award from GLAAD, duh, I'm absolutely here for it. Uh-huh. Also, she did that Welcome to Sizzle video, and y'all... I went. I was Ooh. there. I was there for that personally. So <laughs> she did that Welcome she was to talking Sizzle to me. Video. She was talking to me. Some of you hoes wasn't there for it. Maybe that's why Sizzle is expensive now. <laughs> Full circle. Beyonce did the Welcome to Sizzle uh, video. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pull my nose up out of that. So, I'm absolutely here for Beyonce getting the award because, duh, um, Jay-Z is receiving the GLAAD Special Recognition Award. Well, he received the GLAAD Special Recognition Award last year for his music video, Smile, paying tribute to his gay mother, Gloria Carter. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Jay-Z has a mother who is gay. Jay-Z did not highlight the gayness of his mother in this video or in any other advocacy work. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. He did not. Oh, okay. Um, He highlighted his mother. Like, what a lot of black men do. A lot of black men shout, shout out, out their mama. mama. <laughs> I to shout out to my mama. Whether she gay, a crackhead, the best woman in the world, she's still your mama. And a lot of black men have and that what irreverent. we went through together, it made me the man I am. Yeah, so we out. have that irreverent respect for our mother. And we will, my my book, no doubt, is probably going to be dedicated to my mom. Yeah. For anyway, that's and a whole other, reason. Yeah, yeah. Saying, we we just have this respect. Most of us, I think that's what he did. I think that he had respect for his mom, and it wasn't because she was gay. It was because she was his mom, um. and I don't see him on these advocacy fronts for any other gay initiatives or issues. Donate to the Trevor Foundation or. Um, donate to Moby and Glad said. Glad said the rapper is also receiving the award for including Jaden Mock in his video "Family Feud," which opens with a quote from James Baldwin. I'm sure that was Beyonce's decision. I don't. I, that I was, was very Parkwood. That's, Parkwood that's, Entertainment did that, sir. You can't be taking credit for that. Like I said, these this things, woman's work. This these, woman's work. These things also just feel Come like background well. things. That a label, someone's team around them does. It doesn't feel like Jay-Z being a part of... Brilliant, genius. Cutting edge, let's put some a black trans woman in it. It just doesn't... That's It don't hit like that. <laughs> it don't hit like that. Um, and so, are they global icons? Yes. Yes. Are they both advocacy people that deserve awards? No. One Beyonce yes, does. that's what I'm saying. I'm here for Beyonce getting this this Vanguard Advocacy Award from Glad, but I'm just not understanding why she has to be handcuffed to Jay Z for it at the same goddamn time. Probably because when the meeting was, they were still on the on the run too. So I'm not here for that. Um, we could have done Beyonce without a package deal of bringing Beyonce uh, bringing Jay Z along because we saw how that worked out in these goddamn tours. People were like, oh, yeah, Jay-Z's mm-hmm. here. That's nice. Jay-Z could have easily been in the audience of Glad while she received this award, but not been on the marquee as receiving this Vanguard Award for not doing the same level of work. The truth jumped out. The, where, is the, where is the work behind Jay-Z getting a word. Vanguard? I've done more work for the goddamn gay community, in the gay community, by the gay community, for the gay community. Broadcasting live down to the Facebook and the Instagram. <laughs> What the fuck has Jay-Z done? And if you know and I don't know, please point it out to me. Because I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm absolutely not here for it. Oh. So what are you here for? Beyonce getting this Vanguard Award. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Uncuffed uncuffed from her fucking husband. (laughs) What? A woman not attached to a man. Is America ready for that? I'm ready. Shit. She asked y'all if y'all was ready, what, 15 years ago? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, oh, no, no. So it has come to our favorite part of the show. This is your favorite part because you introduced this segment. I introduced most of these segments. Um, especially um, the affirmations and the word of the day. Uh, it is our last call. So if you have a shot available to you, you can take a shot with us. It is our last call of year one of Here For It Podcast. Year two, girl. No, girl. The year two don't start till next week, girl. 
This gonna be year three start next week. You I don't know. I don't know. Bad man. I don't know what I'm doing. What? I just want to drink. <laughs> Ooh, quit acting like that hurt. It's tequila. The gay agenda continues to move forward. Um, as I reported last week, with the gay agenda moving forward, uh, with uh, Nikita Dragoon and All right now. the closing of uh, 53. 53 Victoria's Secret Stores, <laughs> I would like to gladly uh, announce Has it been expanded? that the gay agenda is currently moving forward with us getting to see more Jay Boog than Omarion on stage. Of the, the Millennium Tour. The Millennium Tour. <laughs> Too often, over the years of us seeing B2K, have they made... Omarion and um, Lil Fizz, the front people of B2K. So you going to the Millennial Tour or no? (laughs) Look, I'm over here in the Northwest DC. I'm not going nowhere. So they're currently on tour and um, they did some dates in Philly and Jersey. And um, in these dates, we finally got to see J-Book like out front dancing and like taking his clothes off and gyrating and popping and locking and dropping and twerking it and just things that R and B pop star. So J Book has always been the finest one to me. True, he's been the finest one to a lot of people that I know that have followed B two K since their inception uh, mm-hmm. a while ago since mm-hmm. we were children. I don't know how Lil Fizz kept a little wet and wavy Indian style. I like so he a got perm. Native American Shit. in his family. What's going on? But they have been relegating J-Boog to the background for a long fucking time. Yeah. and Give him his things. And the gay agenda is helping us push J-Boog out front so we can see and love and marvel at, look, at the He's beauty. He's like a father of three at this point. I'm trying That's to be fine. next. I'm trying to be next. The father of four. Come you need to work on tantric masturbation and get out these niggas' DMs. Uh-oh. So you exposing me down to the podcast. <laughs> see, that was... I ain't telling you nothing else. So the mediocrity of the rest... The, the who? Mediocrity. Okay. The mediocrity of the rest of V2K has uh, been put in, in the back burner right now. And I'm excited for it. The real I'm, star is shining bright. The, the Beyonce of the group is coming out. A star is born. <laughs> and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I just want to... I want to catch one of these tickets on sale and go see J-Book. It's my last call. Um, shout out to Tavion on according to T.com. The latest letter is titled, My friends say I'm picky, but I can't deal with this guy's feet. <laughs> and one of Tavion's Is this a black gay blog that I don't know about? Yes. Oh, look at that. We found one by the end of the episode. We've also featured him on our Patreon content. Um, so shout out to Tavion and according to T.com. I have laughed and learned so much from Tavion and according to T.com. Put in it, put it in in your web browser and be prepared to laugh. So I love is his advice column. I don't know where he is actually. Does he say? Let me open the web browser right now. I'm probably not going to find the answer before we wrap this up. But thank you guys so much for listening to Here For A Podcast. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet. At, oh, follow the show first and foremost. HereForItPod.com, where you can get um, links to all our bonus Patreon content. HereForItPod.com, we have videos over there as well. 
Not them kind of videos, <sighs> nigga. Ooh. No, we're not saying the other one. Cause well, I want to say, because you know my favorite just told me to say the ER now, so Wendy told me it's okay. Um, But my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And what's that blog called? I don't know, because ain't none of y'all left. RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. And you can find me at Flex in Atlanta. And this is here for a podcast. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.